gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that still hasn't told its dog he's adopted. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do when he finds out? I don't know. Probably run away from home with his favorite stick. Yeah. <gasps> a little stick with the thing at the end for all his toys and his food. Like a hobo bag? Like a hobo, a dog hobo bag. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And Kyle. Mike. Today we're going to talk about. Queer dads. Queer daddies. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is important. Oh. Queer dads. Fathers. Fathers. Okay, great. Um, but I'll, first. But, well, it's uh, we're recording this on Father's Day, so yeah. it may not be Father's Day for you, but it was just like whatever ago for you, so deal with it. Is it because it's Daddy Day that it's so hot? It's fucking hot as balls. <laughs> as sweaty, sweaty balls. Whose balls? <laughs> <laughs> That freeze is so weird. People say that. Like, like, what? Whose balls are we talking about? I mean, probably sauna balls, right? Okay. Sauna balls, uh, Texas balls, or uh, Kobe Bryant's balls. Oh, I bet they're hot. All hot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Um. Well, so just a very brief, very brief Aaron Salazar update. Mm-hmm. Um. This just. And uh, his family posted this two days ago. Uh, Aaron was moved to another facility in Reno as he is no longer in the intensive care unit. That's awesome. He still is touch and go at times, but oh. compared to where he was at first, his progress is amazing. Although we are optimistic, we feel it is only fair to everyone who follows Aaron's story, as we consider you all family, that Aaron's signs of responding to family at times are not very consistent. Hmm. And he still suffers from having a fever and recently has been battling pneumonia. This is a long battle and your prayers are still much needed. Oh. But that's an update. Yeah, that sounds like good news, even if it's still um, still challenging for them. But always good to get out of the ICU. Yeah, um, I mean that's better than being in the ICU. I you think. know, if we compare the two, <laughs> just head to head, pros and cons list. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, also in the news, a federal judge here in Seattle uh, just yesterday can't be yesterday because it was Sunday. No, yesterday was Saturday. Yesterday was Saturday. Oh, that doesn't change anything. It was Friday. Friday the 15th once again has rejected the Trump administration's trans ban in the military. And then I saw they denied that they even tried, that it even picked up again. Yeah. So, like, if a judge banned it, clearly someone tried to push it forward. Yeah, well, but say whatever you want to. Like, that's true it literally doesn't matter the they truth can doesn't just, matter fucking say whatever you want yeah. to like it's democrats that are keeping those families separated yes like yes the republicans <laughs> control fucking everything right now but it's the democrats fault that we're ripping children away from their mothers also it's not a law <laughs> it's an administrative <laughs> policy that they like it didn't just randomly start right now because a law was passed yep. they just decided to do it so just Decide to end it and it's ended. Just stop doing Just it. Just stop it. Just stop. <laughs> you know what, Mike? We haven't tried this before. Hey, Donnie J, if you're listening, stop it. I mean, no, keep listening. Oh, go, go. Stop your bullshit. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Keep listening to right now. You know your bullshit? Stop it. Uh, the judge said that the government needs to demonstrate that the ban, quote, was sincerely motivated by compelling interests rather than by prejudice or stereotype. And that it is narrowly tailored to achieve those interests and that the government had failed to meet any of those criteria <laughs> that it's clearly just because they think trans people are icky. Yep. And that's not good enough. If you don't like trans people in the military, you probably shouldn't be in the military. Yeah. Trans people like let's let them keep fighting for us. You just get out of there. Yep. If you can't handle trans people, you I don't. Do you know that they there's like bullets and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> There's like <laughs> bad things. You could die. People that want to do that, we should probably let them. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. So the uh, Lambda Legal senior attorney, Peter Wren, I think is doing some superb trolling here. <laughs> uh, said, uh, quote, yet again, the Trump administration has tried to implement and expedite discrimination. And yet again, the court has said no. You would think the administration would get tired of all the losing. <laughs> and more importantly, would read the writing on the wall and abandon this discriminatory and harmful scheme to prevent brave and qualified trans people from serving their country. The uh, 
Defense Secretary James Mattis said that there were substantial risks associated with trans service people. They always take they always say readiness. Like that's the that's the military bullshit term for no gays, no blacks, no like it, it it's always about readiness. It could undermine readiness. Disrupt unit cohesion. Oh. Uh, and impose an unreasonable burden on the military that is not conducive to military effectiveness and lethality. Um, but then... Show me the data. That's what I want. Prove it to me. Here's some data. General Mark Milley, the Army's chief of staff, informed the Senate Armed Services Committee that he'd received, quote, precisely zero reports of any issues with trans service people. <laughs> Again, it's not a problem that actually exists, but everybody's fucking crazy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like trans people in the bathroom. Exactly. No it doesn't one... happen. There are zero <laughs> cases of trans people doing funky shit in bathrooms other than the normal things that you're supposed to do. The, the normal there. funky things. <laughs> and a bunch of cases of stupid um, cis people yep. being jerks to other cis people yep. and trans people in the bathroom. Yep. We should ban cis people from bathrooms. Absolutely. Homer in your pants. That's all you got. <laughs> so another trans thing um, this week. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. So um, there is, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Uh, there's this meeting called Inconvenient Women, and it's hosted by lesbian trans exclusionary radical feminists. TERFs. That is a term uh, that you'll see a lot, and now you'll know what it means. TERFs are so cis women that are feminist say they're feminist and but then exclude trans people and say that you're not you know i don't know what exactly what they say but the underlying things are they don't believe they're real women yep yep well so this woman elizabeth who was speaking at this event um has invented some science great and invented some words to go along with that science Ooh. and i love it she says uh another th so she was talking about synthetic hormones taken by trans people as part of their transition mm-hmm she said, quote, another thing that really breaks my heart is, no, quote, another thing that really breaks my kind of heart is estrogenic pollution. Not a word. Which, Did she say my kind of heart? Yep. Like her cis heart? Uh, yep. <laughs> Which is very different than trans hearts, I guess. Okay. Another thing that really breaks my kind of heart is estrogenic pollution. Yeah. Which is that because of trans and because of HRT. Hormone replacement therapy, she said. We're peeing a lot of estrogen, synthetic estrogen, into the water, and that's forcibly transing the fish. So another verb invented, transing. Okay, to be fair, <laughs> if you took it out of this shitty context and just said transing, I really enjoy that. <laughs> you know, uh, but the transing the fish. Forcibly transing the fish, and that means that <laughs> crocodiles and alligators are in danger. It means freshwater fish are in danger. It means we're destroying the world partially because of the trans ideology. Uh, you're still going on a quote. Holy yep. shit. Destroying the world. Yep. <laughs> trans people, you thought <laughs> that you, you know, were underrepresented, that you're a minority, <laughs> that you're discriminating, but you're ruining the world. <laughs> yeah. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. By peeing estrogen into yeah. the water yeah. that then is transing fish. Yeah. I guess the crocodiles, it'll trans the crocodiles too. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they clarified what was it? Unwillingly? Yeah. Transing forcibly. The fish? Forcibly. No, no. There are some fish that are like, okay, my, my fish scales, I think they're actually shinier than this. So I think I should have been a female yep. spawn. I don't know how fish work. I don't either. <laughs> are crocodiles? Apparently Elizabeth doesn't know. How fish work <laughs> no, that's either. very true. Uh, responding to Elizabeth's comments, Elizabeth, that's, she's like Madonna. That She doesn't have a last <laughs> just, name. It's just Elizabeth. Okay. But uh, responding to Elizabeth's comments, Sarah Brown, a member of Stonewall's trans advisory group and a trans woman herself, told Pink News, this is a Pink News article, mm -hmm. quote, the hormone quote is absurd. Trans hormones these days are bioidentical, which means they're the same molecules made by human ovaries and testes. The estrogen in a trans woman's urine is the same as the estrogen in a cis woman's urine. It's not like has nothing to do with the fact that trans people are on hormone replacement therapy. Transing is not a word. <laughs> estrogen in your pee is a thing, but it's normal that everyone has, mm. including you, Elizabeth. <laughs> so why don't you stop peeing? Mm hmm. You're Hold cleansing it. the fish. <laughs> Hold it forever. <laughs> okay, well, something about... I don't know. I'm very curious about this because I haven't heard anyone really talking about this part. What I So, TERFs are... Um, terrible people. Terrible. Sure. <laughs> yep. What I, think it, what I think is true that I don't 
hear them actually focus on is I think someone growing up presenting male mm. has more privilege than someone growing up presenting female or feminine, regardless of your actual gender orientation, sex. Like yeah. there's a lot that we need to learn about people that present female and all the discrimination they go through, what there, they experience. There's some, there some trans women that I've heard say when I presented as male mm. and now that I present female, the, the difference is palpable in the yeah. way that they're treated. If like, anyone, like those are the people we need to be talking to about the, the differences <laughs> because they have like literally no one else but them have experienced. Yeah. Um, but I, and then I think the same applies for like gay people that are presenting as feminine, mm -hmm. like obviously not the same as presenting female, but like there's discrimination. Anything that looks or seems feminine, we all apparently don't like here. A new thing that I love that we're saying, let's just keep on saying it. There are fuckers everywhere. Fuckers are everywhere. <laughs> Man. So many fuckers. So many fuckers and not in the good way. Although sometimes in the good way when you're on scruff. Uh, last thing I have this week. Okay. Uh, Jason Mraz. Yeah. The singer Jason Mraz mm -hmm. wrote a poem. I mean, his lyrics are like poetry too. <laughs> he, well, he's an LGBT rights advocate and has, oh, been, has been for years. And um, he published, for Pride Month, he published this sweet message. Dear you, thank you. You have inspired me, rewired me. You showed me what strength is. You demonstrated courage over and over again. You risked so much for love. You never compromised your expression, even when your rights and freedoms were being compromised. You stood up for me. You stood up for the world. And now the world is better because of you. We still have a long way to go, but no, I am by your side always. The last two sentences, though, it's I am by your side, B-I. I am by your side. Mm. Always is two words, always. Anyway, some people are taking that I am by your side as him coming out as bisexual. Hmm. Then you start looking into like Jason Mraz has been dropping not so subtle hints about being bi for like a long ass time. Huh. So like, I don't know why he doesn't just come out and say it though. But um, he said in um, 2005 in an interview that he, that's when I'm yours was like mm -hmm. a huge song. Uh, that he, I, I have a gay friend and I was hanging out with him just about every day. We were basically best friends. It took me about three months before I realized, oh my God, we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't until we were out for dinner on Valentine's Day mm -hmm. that I realized we both were having a very romantic time together. Right before I moved to California, he gave me a pretty strong-willed kiss goodbye, which I've never experienced before. Unfortunately, he had a little bit more facial hair than I like. Yeah, it's something you got to get used to. He said, I have a bisexually open mind, but I have never been in a sexual relationship with a man. If the right one came along, then sure. Like that right there. Says, I mean, he, yeah. Bye. Yeah. And so people are just Jason Mraz's bye, y'all. Yeah. I um, have nothing to add to that. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know. Um, you want to talk about dads? Well, I want to say before that, thank you to we've, there've been, just a lot of people um, on Twitter and places like saying, you know, people ask like for queer podcasts or whatever, and they'll, uh, they've been recommending us. So I really appreciate all those people. Yeah. You're the best also, but I need to do a little scolding. Okay. Anytime you at like, like include a comment with gayish podcast at gayish podcast, you always need to include the hashtag 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 hashtag. Yes. <laughs> Okay. And also the hashtag, it's more than dick jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the hashtag, butts rubbing together. <laughs> it's really important to our brand image. Um, so get on that shit. Hashtag fuckers everywhere. Hashtag fuckers <laughs> everywhere. Hashtag gay fuckers everywhere. Oh my God. I, like being on Instagram, I'm just so sick of myself putting a thousand. Doesn't matter. Leah, let's talk about queer dads. Let's talk about queer dads. It's that time again. The Pride 48 live streaming weekend is putting on its good heels and heading our way. Heels? What? What do heels have anything to do with it? Nothing. It was a joke. It's not very funny. Listen to all your favorite podcasters streaming live all weekend long at pride48.com and TuneIn Radio. Join us June 22nd through the 24th for all the fun and frivolity. Don't miss a single show. 
To learn how to participate or for more information and scheduling, go to pride48.com. And put on your heels. Oy. Do you want to go first? Yes. You have numbers and data I and stuff. I have numbers, data. Why do we always start with like, I mean, it makes sense logically of where to start, but do you think people are like, oh shit, you're going to take this interesting topic and turn it into numbers? Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. I think that's why people listen to us because they like being abused. Oh. Um, but I, I also, th so there's a couple of like really utilitarian reasons though. It lets us, while we're sober enough to talk about the numbers, <gasps> get drunker for the later, more interesting segments. Oh, are you saying my segments are less interesting? Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> <laughs> the, the more you talk about numbers, the, your mouth is moving so mine doesn't have to. I can just be sucking down the wine. Mm. Or whatever I'm drinking that or, day. Or whatever you're sucking that day. Yep. Okay. And now I get it. Now I get why we do what we do. Yep. And it makes sense. Okay. So here we go. Boris. So numbers. <laughs> Actually, the first and you're drinking your wine, it's just like you predicted. Mm -hmm. um, so this time I actually have trans data. Usually I'm like, well, here's some LGB numbers. So I'm going to start with the trans data. There was a review of 51 studies mm -hmm. out there that talked about trans parents. Right now this is parents. And all like at the risk of you continuing to be yourself, I'm going to make you guess something. When a trans person gets pregnant or like their partner gets pregnant, when a trans person becomes a parent, mm -hmm. uh, do they turn invisible? What? Because then they're transparent. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I love that. Actually. <laughs> Is that like a trans dad joke? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So the U.S. average is that 65 to 75% of adults, uh, all adults, are parents. What? For trans people specifically. What? No. Wait. We have to back up. Okay. 75% of adult human beings in this country have kids? Yes. It makes me feel so much more special now. I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. You are you are special, Mike. Great. For lots of reasons. Great. Mostly your mental illnesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, for I'm gonna make you guess, but don't just 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 throw out a number. Trans okay. people, what percent are parents? Pi. <laughs> Three point one four percent are parents. You're wrong. Okay. But what what's a that's another guess? Fifteen. Okay. Um, thank you for doing what I wanted you to do and guessing a number that was lower than the true number. Great. You always like, you know, you think about it and then you're like, well, you're asking me, so it has to be higher. And then it, I get bored. Um, <laughs> so. This is my gift to you for Father's Day, Kyle. Oh, thank you. Well, you, yeah, you're a doggy daddy, so you're a little bit of a daddy. Yeah, I don't like him though. <laughs> so you're a regular dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so trans people are uh, 25 to 50% of them are parents. That's a pretty wide margin. What kind of science is this? Well, it's because so, it's a review of 51 studies. So that's like the range. Oh, okay. But even if it's 25, even if it's the lowest one, I had no idea that that many trans people were parents. Yeah. Vast majority of the studies say that trans parents have good or positive relationships with their kids, um, including after they have come out. And there is no, I mean, we all know this, but it's nice to have studies that support it. There's no difference in the outcome of their child's uh, gender identity or sexual orientation. Yep. And it's so, that, that thing is so funny about people being worried that gay, queer, trans parents are going to make their kids be that too. Yep. Because I came from straight parents. Right. So like, they didn't make me straight. Right. In spite of like, everything should say I should be straight. Another thing that we've started saying on the podcast, a lot of things people haven't thought about dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like, yeah. your fucking bullshit is fucking bullshit. Gay people don't make gay kids. Think about your life. Think about your dumb things that you're saying because straight people make gay people. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I like... I like saying your bullshit is bullshit. That's maybe my new favorite line. Change all those hashtags I said. Hashtag your bullshit is bullshit. Gayish podcast. I love that so fucking much. Um, and then uh, I also found gay dad. 
information okay. um, that I'm going to tell you about. In general, oh, this is really interesting. Researchers found a few differences in health, meaning self-esteem. But they did find? They did not. They, they did found not. few differences. They found few differences. Okay. Yeah. So that's not no differences, minimal differences. Um, few is more than zero. Few is more than zero, but less than 20. Yeah. Probably. Less than a bunch. <laughs> less, definitely way lower than a ton. Um, in the health of their kids for uh, hetero versus lesbians. Mm. And then after that, it said research on gay male parents is limited. Of course it is. Which is, I my guess on why that is, is you think of mothers, women as the parent of mm -hmm. the like mm -hmm. of child They're like rearing. the default kind of yeah, yeah exactly right. so that's my guess as to why i think it's uh gender stereotypes as to why that's the case but of the data i could find uh more than 20 percent of gay male couples have kids in the u.s say that again more than I, i'm doing the like verbal equivalent of the skip back 15 seconds yep <laughs> um more than 20 seconds of gay what did i just say 20 the wrong seconds. things that's not it more than 20 percent of mm. gay male couples have kids in the u.s but that might be from a former marriage or yep that they they knocked up some chick in college or found a dumpster baby or whatever <laughs> <laughs> It's gay people find dumpster babies too. Well, it's not just straight people. What would you What would you do if you found a baby in a dumpster? I'd put a rag in its mouth so it stopped crying. <laughs> Can I? I, I don't know. Well, I, I was we'll gonna see. say go into Starbucks. So <laughs> <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> go into Starbucks to get it like a coffee or something to drink. Yeah, your baby. You're gonna thirsty. Want, you're gonna want to stay awake because there's gonna be trash falling on your head soon. Oh, so. it's summertime. It needs some rosé. It needs it's some rosé. It's dehydrated. Yes, you. What you said before we got into sadness is right. Twenty percent could be people that had kids from former relationships. Um, also, something really interesting about gay dads is um, people that have studied it said there's a notable social hierarchy. Of course, uh, gay white couples are at the top mm. and some of the marginalized groups are uh, dads of color of mm -hmm. course mm -hmm. um and a lot of them feel like they're caught between their sexual and uh, ethnic identities i also imagine that there's a certain amount of we picture the gay culture as being this sort of straight or straight <laughs> as being this sort of single life mm -hmm. this bohemian mm -hmm. single life of sex drugs and rock and roll yeah a lot of it is not good for kids yeah yeah so i, I imagine but i imagine that there's like when you're hanging out with other parents you're the gay couple yeah. when you're hanging out with your gay friends you're the parents like you don't actually like it must be hard to find other gay parents to be in a group with like yeah. that's that's a there's a lot of cross sections happening to make that like it's an ultra minority i'm yeah. sure and then add in if you're mixed race or if you're, you're people of color, like yeah. gay parents who are people of color, like that's, that's gotta be it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's what this research noted is in uh, like gay dad groups. A lot of them were white couples. Um, they were p couples that were still together. Um, so it's even hard within that community to feel like you're fitting in, which sucks because it's like you're, it's down, it's like three levels of specificity like yeah. apply to you yeah. and then not the one more. Um, but uh, of course, other groups that are marginalized are divorced dads. Uh, so a lot of gay divorced dads uh, feel like they're being judged by other dads for having come from this past of being in a uh, different gender relationship and, you know, feel outcast because of that. Like it's <laughs> the the um, thing I read it in said that they feel like they're relics. Which mm. That's a terrible way to describe mm -hmm. anyone, especially a gay person. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't fit in with the new wave of gay dads who had them through adoption, you know, have been gay most of their life or surrogacy or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, single dads are marginalized as well. And one thing that stood out is people are, they feel like when they go to other like gay dad socialization circles or party sure. dad parties, yeah. gay dad parties, 
or like poolside dad chats. I don't know what they do in the places where those people are and exist and hang out, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. Um, one, there's a lot of diapers, mm. a lot of poop in a different way than you're used to. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounds like the fetish night at CC's actually, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like that, but like real, it's like what they're mimicking, but like an actual baby, um, instead of a grown man in a diaper. Um, who is the real one that mocks the d- dumpster? No, that was mean. Um, but anyway, in the place where they exist, the single gay dads are like, feel like other, like coupled gay dads don't like them because they're worried they're there just to like steal a dad. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's like, yeah, it's like a whole gay dad dynamics that I wouldn't have even thought of. And then one last thing that I thought was really interesting uh, as I was reading all this stuff is that when we hear comparisons, it talked about the, the bad comparisons that people make, like, you know, people that hate gay people basically make mm. about uh, gay parents. And a lot of times they, the reason you may hear data that sounds like it's bad for gay people is because they compare different sex couples in stable relationships with same sex couples that are not in stable relationships, meaning divorced or, you know, while they're coming out or something hard. Um, so those you can't compare to each other. You need to find stable uh, couples versus stable couples or, you know, committed long-term relationship versus committed or single versus single. Like you have to compare the same thing to see how the child's fared. Yep. Yep. So watch out for that. You got to minimize variables and people don't understand that. Yep. And you just got to think like, People haven't thought about dot, dot, dot. Exactly. <laughs> Insert bullshit here. <laughs> Insert bullshit quote. Um, so that is all the data that I wanted to tell you about. Awesome. Woo. Woo. You say stuff now. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about Thomas Beatty. Beatty? Beatty. Beatty. Thomas B. TB. Thomas Beatty. I'm going to go with Beatty. Great. Okay. So... Beatty's uh, trans man Beatty. had uh, gender reassignment surgery in March of 2002. So he transitioned in 2002. His wife couldn't have kids because she had had a hysterectomy as part of a medical issue hmm. at some point. And so they decided to use his organs he was born with and he became the pregnant man. He was... <laughs> Oh, that was the big news story. and It was all over the news. Yes. I don't know how you could possibly... I think he was on Oprah. He was on right? Oprah. On he, magazine covers. At that time, they lived in Portland, Oregon. So it might have been a bigger deal around this part of the country than in other places. But it was an international oh, story. The, the, I think the I pregnant was man. Te- in Texas at the time. And it might have been a bigger story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so their first pregnancy resulted in an ectopic pregnancy with triplets and they lost all three fetuses mm-hmm. so uh he got the first time he got pregnant they lost the pregnancy wow and then but then they had three children and he had all three naturally and then and i don't know if this has anything to do with it or not but in 2012 he had bottom surgery so he had it was he was documented on a, a show called Doctors in 2012. He had a ring medioidioplasty. Um, so uh, they part of the hormones. His clitoris got bigger, big enough that he said that he could have penetrative sex with his wife. Hmm. Um, and then they they uh, used tissue to make it even longer and uh, urethral construction to create a fully functioning penis. Hmm. I mean, not fully functioning because no testicles but anyway one less thing to sweat from you know like (laughs) that might be fine uh but same year they got divorced oh no and that whole thing is ridiculous they lived in arizona at the time and the question was who gets the kids because at the time arizona didn't recognize same-sex marriages and arizona law had no consideration for what happens if the father on the birth certificate was the one that actually gave birth to the children did the children have the father listed as yes. the one that gave birth to them? Okay, so they... No, 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 no. The, oh. the, their, their birth certificates said Father Thomas, Mother Nancy, even though Thomas was the one that Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 
So uh, it was this whole clusterfuck of a judge was trying to figure out if it was a lesbian coupling for the purposes of family planning law or for, or for family law. And therefore, because their marriage wasn't recognized, then that meant that Nancy wouldn't have any claim to the children at all. Huh. Or was this an actual legitimate heterosexual marriage, non-same-sex marriage that should be recognized under the law, but then what do they do about the fact that usually the woman in the marriage gets sort of deference? They have this default position as being the parent, right? So um, most of the time they end up with the custody of the kids, but she didn't give birth to them. Uh, anyway, it was this whole thing. That's, it's, well, it's not funny, but it's like so interesting when you fuck with straight cis people's gender and sexual orientation norms and they like just don't know what to do it's like their their brain explodes they do the like the human equivalent of the blue screen of death and like it's yeah. like oh no we default to the mother but the mother's trans and yeah, 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 yeah. their head their collective judicial heads exploded <laughs> um so in March of 2013, an Arizona court ruled that it had a lack of jurisdiction to grant them a divorce. Like, we don't know how to give you a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ignore the kids. <laughs> yeah. Put the kids in a dumpster for a second. Yeah. Like, they don't even know how to deal with this divorcing couple right. because, I don't know. Yep. Um, they decided that Arizona did not have to comply with accepting out-of-state birth or marriage certificates because they were married in Oregon. He transitioned in Oregon. And then they both adopted their kids in Oregon. So it was all of this stuff happened in Oregon and Arizona is like, we don't fucking know what to do with this Oregon <laughs> shit. Um, despite medical testimony stating otherwise, the judge did not consider gender identity, gender identity, hormone treatment and chest reconstruction as a valid sex change surgery. What? And, and was therefore not a successful gender transition under Arizona law and then considered it a lesbian marriage that Arizona then did not recognize legally. Okay, if they don't, like, what more do you want from... <laughs> That's stupid. So finally, fast forward a little bit, in August of 2014, an Arizona appeals court, because they went, they appealed the decision, uh, finally declared that the marriage of the Beatties, Beatties was valid, therefore they can get divorced, and, <laughs> Great. Said, and said that he should not have had to be sterilized in order to be legally recognized as a man in Arizona or Hawaii. He was born in Hawaii. <laughs> so they finally were allowed to get divorced. He ended up with custody of the kids. They've worked out an agreement. He and his ex-wife now you know, have some Sorry. sort of sharing of custody that happens. And then uh, he got remarried to another woman mm -hmm. named Amber, and uh, they actually just uh, a few weeks ago, last month, uh, released a YouTube video showing that uh, she is now pregnant with a child. And they did a whole gender reveal thing with their kids. It was really adorable because um, Thomas's three kids from that former marriage are excited to learn the gender. And the way that they did it is they put food coloring inside of cupcakes and gave the kids all cupcakes that they bit into and then it was if it was blue it was going to be a boy and if it was pink it was going to be a girl huh. so they all bite into these and it's blue so they're having a boy and uh the girl the oldest uh, was really upset about it she like started crying <laughs> she wanted a sister so bad and yeah. now she's not going to get a sister okay i'm really surprised though that they had a gender reveal party given given that he's trans he's trans yeah i mean i've heard a lot of trans people saying like and i think it's really good to for people to think about this you know whether they whatever they decide to do is like your child may be born with genitals you don't know that they're a boy or a girl yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. but that's just so interesting like trans person knows way better than me what's right to do for like you know trans issues so i trust that but it, that was just stuck out to me and it was really interesting to me yep Anyway, that's Thomas Beatty, uh, a trans dad that gave birth to his kids, which I think is pretty, pretty fucking fantastic. What do you got? What's next? I want to tell you about... Tell me. That sounded vaguely sexual. Is it just because we're recording that I think everything's sexual or is it because maybe your sexy voice? It could be my sexy hungover voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, you should be hungover more often. Ooh. Challenge. 1-800-HUNGOVER-MIKE. Um, <laughs> What are you wearing? I, wow. 
I mean, we've told people time and again that we're just friends. If you had that voice the whole time we were friends. <laughs> Questions. I, hey, Kyle. Oh. <laughs> now I get what the Q, the questioning in LGBTQ means. It's like, these are just a whole host of people wondering if they're into you. Yep. Man. Okay. Yep. I would do me. <laughs> Have you tried? Yeah. No. Yeah. Same. Uh, no, not you or me. I used to be able to blow myself, but that was when I wasn't fat. Oh, you're, you've <laughs> lost so much weight. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday. <laughs> someday. The dreams of the gay. <laughs> Just, you know, um, I, I'm going to talk to you <laughs> about the ultimate guide for gay dads, which is a book that was written, I think like around a year ago by Eric Rosswood. Is he himself a gay dad? He is. Okay. Um, I actually bought this book. Um, I don't want kids. And mostly, as I've said, think kids are annoying and stupid. Um, <laughs> like, not stupid as in, like... No, they're verifiably stupid. They're just intellectually. They can't... Some of them can't talk. <laughs> they have a hard time walking. They're they con- poop themselves. <laughs> they poop. They're confirmed to be stupid. That I don't know why anyone feels weird about that statement. Yeah. They're just dumb. It's, yeah. Um, when they get thrown in dumpsters, they just stay there. Come on, baby, get out of there! You're gonna get dehydrated. You're so stupid. <laughs> so sweet fucking Jesus. He wrote a great PC book. So this recommendation is not coming off great so far. No, he had a. Uh, I bought this book. I have read maybe half of it so far, and I already really recommend it. It was so interesting for me as someone who doesn't want to have kids because he talked about some of the stereotypes that um, gay dads specifically will get. Okay. Which is different than gay people. So you don't, you're finding it interesting and useful to read this book, even though like the no kids thing. I have no plans to have kids. Who is the target audience then? Like it it would be uh, gay dads, uh, people that either plan to or currently have kids. Um, Okay. And, or I mean, some of this, uh, you're not those things. I am not those things. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So I'm probably a small rare percentage of like just randos that are interested in this kind of shit. So a few of the things that I thought were interesting that I never thought of what gay dads have to go through. Mm. Um, I mean, first of all, it sounds basic, but the fact that this book exists, some people don't even think about gay people having kids. Like you talked about before, like a lot of the stereotypes around gay people involve the straight. Nope. The single life. Yeah. You know, they're, and not that you can't do these things as a gay dad, but there's clubbing and drugs and hooking up on grinder. And uh, like, that's what people think of, but I mean, and they're right. That's part of it for (laughs) sure. But there's also like, I remember thinking I would grow up and have a wife and kids. Yeah. And well, I did half of that. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. God, we didn't have kids though. Go ahead. Yeah. So you can, you can have kids. Um, although the fact that my parents don't totally get that is kind of good for me. Cause then it takes the attention away from me and then it's more of my straight older brother. Oh yeah. Your brother's fucked. Yep. Yep. He has to, he has to have kids. My parents would be so sad, especially my mom. She loves kids. She's a fucking first grade teacher. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's a year and a half older than me. Oh, okay. So okay. however old that is. So still quite a bit of time. Like 33. Yeah. 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 He needs to get it together though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so other things like a big thing that, uh, Eric talks about is it's like coming out all over again. Eric, you're on a first name basis with this author. Uh, E-Money told me (laughs) that, um, I call him EGD, Mm -hmm. Eric Gaydad. Um, so (laughs) one thing that was like really funny is he was like, when you have a kid, like a toddler, especially they may you're in the grocery store and they may run up to someone and say, I have two dads. Like you can't control what your tiny baby child, idiot child says. Although they also say amazing things. They say, yes, hilarious and amazing and honest things. Um, So yeah, like you can't, you may not be able to control when you come out because you have this kid. And then now the kid is looking at you for how you interact in social situations. So like when I'm awkward coming out, most times I come out, no one, it doesn't fucking matter to anyone but me. But if a kid watches you and sees you being uncomfortable, that may imprint on them. Yep. And so you have to, oh, um, that sounds like so much work already. Much less like all the other stuff you have to do as a dad. 
Um, another thing is what do you call the two dads? Because usually, not usually, I shouldn't say that. Like just daddy and papa or... Exactly. Like, so like... sometimes it's two different names, dad and dada. Dada? D- dada? Data? Data? Potato, potato? Where are you going with this? Captain Jean-Luc and Data? <laughs> I don't... What, what am I... Data. Lieutenant Commander Data? How do you say Dada? Dada. Dada. Wow. I don't know. What, I couldn't say that word. Um, or uh, some will use their first name, mm-hmm. like Daddy Mike and Daddy Kyle. Mm-hmm. Should we rear a child together? Mm-hmm. Um, or it's like sometimes you just call them both Dad and you kind of get through context yep. who they're talking about yep. um, but ultimately i think he said like kids are smart and they figure out things and how to do it so it'll it'll probably just figure itself out yep. the, there is this is not just gay dads but i'm guessing gay dads get it more people asking the dumbass question is it mom's day off oh god okay yeah i i think i think gay dads can help move everyone including straight dads forward by people not like don't make assumptions. And yes, when a gay, when a straight dad is taking care of their kid, it is not because it's mom's day off. Yeah. It is because you are the parent, just like the mom is the parent to this child. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the things which I kind of laughed and then got, um, is he talks about how can you childproof your home without ruining your decor? Oh, gay. Gay. That's a gay, gay question. Gay, gay question. Probably applies to a good number of gay dads. It wouldn't apply to me because, right. I, like, I don't know. My place already looks terrible. Why not throw some childproofing on that shit? I don't understand people whose homes are not meant to be lived in. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like I even don't the- put... I Even coasters. I'm sort of constitutionally opposed <laughs> to coasters because... <laughs> Just fucking put your shit down where it needs to go and don't be like... If you think about your grandma and there's like a, like a layer of plastic still on the couch to yeah. keep the couch nice, you're like, then why the fuck do you have a couch but if you gross. can't sit on the couch when you have to like... If your butt's sweaty, you just slide right off of that thing. Like you... <laughs> Who are you keeping this couch nice for if no one actually gets to see the couch? I am totally on the same. Or like when you're... My mom always used to like, you clean the floor and then you're like, don't walk on the floor. And you're like... That's what floors it's do. It's the fucking floor. <laughs> you know we're going to make it dirty tomorrow, too. If I don't walk on it now, you're just delaying the inevitable. Or um, I once got in trouble because I used the fancy soap oh, in, yeah. the, in the bathroom. Like, it's fucking soap. What the fuck is the soap here for? Or how about I don't live here. Put a sign on it if you're going to get <laughs> mad at me for using it. Like, I completely agree with you. Um, everyone is dumb. Maybe it's just adults, too. Your bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> and your dumb is dumb. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't go too much into this. There's, of course, a lots of legal shit that gay dads have to go through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's um, And then the last one that I really liked did not apply just to gay dads, but just a piece of advice he threw out there was, quote, you're going to get kicked in the balls a lot. <laughs> oh, by the kid. <laughs> no, whenever gay dads have kids, one dad always kicks the other in the nuts. He's like, shut the fuck up, Frank. <laughs> We're not fucking tonight. We have a kid. Yeah. Kick. Yeah. 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 By the, like, you know, by the kid, which I never, I like the fact I, or maybe there is some gay aspect to it. Like the fact that he has to be so honest about what the experience is for gay dads and how it differs from straight couples. Maybe that's why he got to say, or felt comfortable saying these things at all. So like just the realistic truth about what it's like being a dad. I never thought about that. Like a cisgendered gay couple, that's twice as many balls for the kid to squish on. Potentially (laughs) statistically twice as many Mm -hmm. depends on, you know, some other factors. Um, But yeah, so I would highly recommend that uh, book ultimate guide for gay dads, even if you are not a, potential or current dad fantastic fan fucking tastic are you ready i'm ready okay more legal bullshit yeah legal bullshit i'm pretty excited about it okay okay so did i just naturally know that like just through telepathy that i shouldn't talk about legal shit because you were going to maybe (gasps) our periods are synced i know our brain periods i know okay i know so in 1977, 
these two dudes met and fell in love. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to remember the time, okay. the context. Yeah. It's the 70s. Yeah. So it's probably like, what, George Washington and Alexander Hamilton? Yep. Great. So uh, during their first 10 years together, marriage wasn't even something to discussed. It wasn't even imaginable at that point, right? Like, uh, the term gay marriage didn't even appear in the New York Times until 1989. What? Yeah. So... The, the guys' names, their last names are Nagel and Rustin. So it's Bayard, Rustin, and Walter Nagel. And Bayard? Bayard. Huh. B-A-Y-A-R-D. Bayard, Rustin, and Walter Nagel. Bayard. Um, R- R- Rustin died in 1987, Ooh. so before gay marriage even appeared in the New York Times. But had it been a thing, he would definitely have been game. Um, he was much older than Nagel. He was 37 years older than wow. Nagel. Um, in 1982, Rustin wanted to make sure that Nagel, who was 37 years younger, would get his estate. Hmm. At that time, apparently it was a thing that was done multiple places across the country, multiple times. Oh no, I'm getting nervous about what you're about to say. Rustin no, legally adopted no, no, Nagel. No, no, <laughs> So I keep Mike. No, no. What? No. Pass. I pass on this story. <laughs> Why? It's just, it makes me very uncomfortable. I like that. Okay. No, we have to talk about You're right. We have to talk about it. Yeah. Holy shit. Having no other legal options. So the older gay adopted the younger gay. So then that way he would get all of his money when he died. It makes legal sense. Yeah. But uh, it just feels like everything we are trying to... Okay, here, what it does confirm... You know that something weird happened in the bedroom after that, too, right? Like, go ahead. Yeah, oh, for sure. Some, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would do the same thing, too. Hey there, Dad. Can you help me change my boxer briefs? I don't know. Yeah. Look at these adoption papers. (laughs) I'm going to sign a real nice with a big pen. Um, But what it does is confirmed for me a lot of uh terrible straight people who and closeted gay people who think being gay is wrong criticize some of these things that they force upon us like yep Yep. this would be exactly the story they'd be like see how sick gay people are and then you realize like it's literally because of the dumb laws that you people have put in place that is forcing us to do this thing because legally he's my parent now i you have to let me see him in the hospital you have to give me all of his shit when he dies like it that's just it it provides so much legal force that you normally get out of a marriage if you were married but you can't because you fuckers won't let us fucking get married so we're gonna do this instead is there a legal like amount of age difference you have to have to get to adopt someone i'm glad that you asked (gasps) in many jurisdictions there is not and in fact uh of the couples that i have here that went through this kind of an arrangement uh there was one couple who uh were only two years apart in age did the older one adopt the younger one or can you do the other way around that's a great question let me see let me make sure oh my god i want my younger boyfriend to adopt me (laughs) Um, I think they, they were, they were older, the older one. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Holy crap. Right. So Nagel talked in this article in the New York times in 2015, talked about the adoption process because first his mother who was still alive had to legally disown him so that he could be adopted. Oh God. Was she on board? (laughs) She was finally on board. Yes. Oh, okay. But then it gets even more absurd she legally disowned her child so that he could be adopted by his boyfriend. Uh-huh. And then under Manhattan or New York law, a social worker had to go to their home to make sure that it was fit for a child to be adopted. Because <laughs> it's just part of like the legal process. Like there had to be a home inspection because adoption is going to happen. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Nagel at this time? Um, 
37 okay <laughs> so the they had to go make sure that this home was suitable for a 37 year old oh a uh, 32 32 oh very different yeah right yeah. so they, uh, they said that um she knew exactly what was going on they told her this is what's going on but she still had to come and do the the um the, the inspection and then she was actually pretty serious about it quote her concern of course was that he wasn't some dotty old man that i was trying to take advantage of mm. and that i wasn't some naive young kid that was being preyed on by an older man hmm. So, like, she was just doing her her due diligence and was totally, totally down, Hmm. just still did it seriously and responsibly anyway. She did her job. After the adoption was done and legal, uh, Rustin was hospitalized for a perforated appendix and peritonitis, and Nagel got to visit him in the hospital, and it was legally seamless. So, that whole process is called adult adoption, and uh, adult adoption, I guess, especially during the AIDS crisis when there were lots of age gap oh. couples where the older one was sick, where this was seen as a viable legal solution to a whole host of problems. Yeah. But the problem is then that there were lots of those couples who lived to when gay marriage became legal in that state or even lived past Obergefell when gay marriage is legal. Oh, no. They're having problems getting unadopted <laughs> so that they can get married because lots of places have laws that you can't marry your kid. Naturally. Naturally. Right. So they're having legal problems because they're because one of them is legally the father and the other one is legally the son. But we want to get married because we can now. How do you do that? Can oh fuck <laughs> right you're this is okay this is blowing my mind <laughs> um <laughs> say words say words <laughs> no I can't I can't I'm just I don't know um there's this couple uh, Sergio Cervetti and Kenneth Rinker and they did adult adoption uh, there are only four years of age difference between them <laughs> and uh, uh so after their adoption happened in 2000 Hmm. Uh, and it was their only choice pennsylvania they assumed would never recognize same-sex marriage but the quote is great i thought hell is going to stay frozen so what are our (laughs) options um so uh and they said that they they thought it must have looked really weird in the courtroom when the actual adoption hearing happened because uh you're, you're sitting there waiting for the adoption proceedings and everyone's looking around wondering where's the little kid and there is none, and there is none. do you know your child is missing <laughs> yeah. uh he also said that the father-son dynamic never bothered them i never got any gifts for father's day <laughs> well that's just being cheap yeah right, yeah, right? um but it lasted for 15 years. Their adoption was uh, officially vacated. That's the legal term. It was mm. vacated in 2015, less than a month after Obergefell, and three days later, they got married. So it was vacated like a null, like, you j- like, let's all just back out of the room and pretend like this never happened. Yes. And a judge says, okay, yeah, let's, let's. 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 <laughs> let's. That, that's just the ruling is let's. Yeah, let's. Pennsylvania, a number of these cases happen in Pennsylvania for reasons I don't necessarily understand. (laughs) Uh, This one couple, uh, Bill Novak and Norman MacArthur, they're the ones that were only two years apart in difference uh, in age. In 2014, when Pennsylvania legalized gay marriage, Mm -hmm. they wanted to get married, but their lawyer told them, no, you can't do it. The adoption's permanent. There's nothing we can do. Oh. We started looking around and found that the judges in Bucks County, the county they lived in, were already beginning to talk about this because they knew that cases like ours would eventually come before them. They were advised to file a petition to vacate the adoption. And this is amazing. At least at that time, under Pennsylvania law, their marriage laws did not prohibit a marriage between father and son. So they had spelled out in their law, like, fathers cannot marry their daughters. Yeah mothers cannot marry their sons but like, it's like the john mayer song fathers be good to your daughters but not that good <laughs> right yeah, exactly but there's a line but apparently there was no law that said that fathers couldn't marry their sons so they had planned to just keep their adoption and get married anyway um oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so uh they had a court hearing and actually so 30 friends and neighbors attended to show the judge that this was not your ordinary hearing sure and um they 
they actually they got the adoption vacated and then they married 10 years later uh, he said after 52 years getting married is anticlimactic <laughs> but psychologically it makes you feel better like you're actually part of the human race oh yeah i i don't even know what to do now because this is just a whole <laughs> world that i didn't know existed that i it's just this is crazy that's crazy are you older than jack Yes, can, two uh, years older. Okay, can, can you... <laughs> right around the age can, that... Can you imagine adopting Jack so I, that you could, like, see each other in the hospital? I, like, okay, <laughs> it's so demeaning to have to do that, I think, to, yeah. like, have to pretend, or not, they weren't even pretending, just have to do that, to diminish your relationship into something that it's not, and we would probably turn it into just something funny, like, because that's all you can do. I, I think that's why we joke about a lot of terrible things is because sometimes making a joke out of something terrible, just, you just, I think you have to do that. And particularly being queer, like you just have to do that to get by. And what's that saying? You got to laugh to keep from crying. Um, no, no, no. It's, you have to, uh, hold back your tears and never show anyone around you ever. Oh yeah. You're right. That's what I learned in Texas. You're right. Yeah. No emotions. Is good. Um, yeah. Feelings are stupid. Feelings are so stupid. Keep them in. No, that's what causes men to Butt turn cancer. into murders. <laughs> Ooh, we went <laughs> different directions there. Okay. Uh, do Do you want to take a, a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break for our kids. For our kids, who might be hot. Oh no. Because adult adoption. Daddy, no. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are, are we back? We're back. We're back. Uh, we are going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, we want to tell you this is the last time we can tell you about Pride 48. Pride48.com. And we're so we're going to be so good now because we know it's happening. Yes. Pride 48, it's a Pride weekend full of queer podcasts. We are one of them. And we are doing a live stream at noon Pacific on Saturday, June the 23rd. Great. Thank you. And uh, listen to us because it makes us feel special. And if you don't, I'll fucking kill you. So Mike (laughs) is going to Amtrak your ass (laughs) if you don't listen. And... Thanks. It's going to be about water sports. So just, you know, drink a lot of water and hang out with us. Yep. So it's Saturday, June 23rd. This Saturday. At noon Pacific. Please tune in and listen and tweet at us. Yeah. And remember to use the hashtag. Your bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our Twitter, this now we can do uh, at Gayish Podcast. And, and thank you to all the people that tweet uh quotes they like or recommend us to people on twitter it makes us feel good and special and we like those people better than the rest of you our website is gayishpodcast.com uh our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com uh our hotline we get text messages and voicemails so call or text 5855 gayish that's 585-542-9474 you're gonna pay for that shit (laughs) it cost money dollars (laughs) um and join the facebook group where lots of interesting gay shit is posted uh facebook.com slash slash groups slash gayish podcast do we miss anything yeah probably oh instagram youtube twitter all of them are gayish podcasts. You just find us on the, like, just do the thing that you would always, you know, just look and we're there. Are you ready to do our gayest and straightest? <laughs> yes. Um, I'll go. Okay, great. Uh, so the gayest thing is I um, got a haircut this week and I walked into my <laughs> hairdresser's place and she said, you look really gay today. <laughs> um, which I was like, oh, thanks. Thank you. And she, <laughs> she basically was like, if you wanted to walk around and have everyone know, then you've done it with what you're wearing. <laughs> what were you wearing? I was wearing um, a blue cardigan. Well, she didn't know this before, but that was my boyfriend's cardigan, which made it gayer. In the summer? It was It was like chillier then. We've like, uh, it was kind of rainy and stupid it's last like week. Been, That's true. You know, it's, um, I was wearing um, this shirt that was like deep magenta or steel pink color um wow just even the description's super gay 
you know all the color words you just said thank you the <laughs> this leads well into the straightest thing about me okay i had to look up those color words because <laughs> i was like i don't know how this not purple and it's not pink and what's the middle ground and then i was like mauve mauve it, mauve 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 no, i should have lied to you i should have said it's mauve no it's and, and then like, i think it's I think it's Mauve. <laughs> Mauve. Mauve. That's how it's spelled. Um, it, well, but it wasn't that. So I had to like, did you know that Mauve and Fuchsia. Fuchsia are like the same thing? Why? Why, gays? Why? Look it up. The internet says so. Wikipedia says that it's the same thing. You know what else is the same thing? What? All of the cruciferous vegetables are the same species of plant, and it blows me away. Cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, they're all the same fucking plant. Same genetics. Anyway. You... <laughs> I, I got quiet because of the propeller outside. Oh, and, I got and... quiet because what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, you say... You, you go. Um, so, the straightest thing about me this week... I sent my saliva to 23andMe, mm -hmm. and um, I, I waited for them to get back to me with the results. The results came back yesterday, and I <laughs> I think this is straight. At least it feels <laughs> like it's straight. Okay. As soon as they came back, I'm like, oh, yeah, what's wrong with me? And like, <laughs> I loaded it up, and then I, I scrolled through the whole, like, oh, Alzheimer's or dementia or yeah. diabetes or like all of these things. I was so disappointed when it came back, like, no for all of them. Like, I have, like, I'm genetically perfect. Okay. Like, there's, there's no diseases. There's no, like, potential badness. It just was this, like, three-page long list of all of the shit that could be wrong with me that they were like, no, you don't have that. Well, laddie fucking da. <laughs> Wait, why is that straight, though? Oh, because I just assumed that being straight is also something that is genetically... You, I, you I just feel I'm, superior now. You're just like, I'm straight and the world exists for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hello, exactly. I am straight. Accept me. Well, in my disappointment that I'm not going to have some awesome deforming disease later. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, um, Also, I think the Golden State Killer was caught because of like relatives that sent in a sample to not 23andMe, but a different genetic testing thing so yeah i think that there was dna evidence that pointed to the killer that they used genetic markers in a database to find relatives to track down mm -hmm. the person yeah and yeah so watch out nobody wants to track me down they barely listen to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> we can barely we can barely get people to listen much less kill you the gayest thing about me this week is the Netflix original movie Alex Strangelove that came out last week. Okay, I've heard a lot about this. Tell me about it. Oh, God, it is so... It's a movie. Fucking good. It is so good. It's a movie. It's... Um, it's a Netflix made it, right? Netflix it's not... made it. Okay. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a high school story, and I don't want to ruin it. Um, okay. And I just think it's really amazing. The, the, the gist is a boy who is a senior in high school who has a girlfriend is a virgin and they make this plan that they're he's going to lose his virginity to her mm -hmm. in the meantime uh there's a gay guy who starts hitting on him and has feelings for him and sort of exploring the what does it mean to be gay in high school what does it mean to have romantic attachments that may or may not be reciprocated and when does a gay person find out or know that they are gay and what is the pain of that transition like when you finally have an aha moment and it, it's like that it's, sounds like a lot it's a fantastic movie it's fantastic i just i just cried <laughs> i just sat here and cried it was fantastic oh by the way something i meant to tell you yeah i got gist on earlier did you like like rub it off with the towel or oh like, i rubbed it off <laughs> did you did you use like a tide pen to get rid of it because i don't see anything on you oh um that's oh, maybe in your beard but like at like, this like at like, this point just just soaks into my person <laughs> my pores have been like we envelop we welcome you into our being we need this is fuel for life 23 and me more like 23 and you all over me. <laughs> <laughs> 
23 plus you makes 24. <laughs> so that's it. A special thank you as always to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And a special thank you to all of the queer dads uh, around the globe this year. And uh, a thank you to my dad and your dad for making us because we're great. Don't talk for me. Oh, thank you to my dad for making me because I'm great. <laughs> thank you to my dad for being all right. <laughs> no, my dad's awesome. Uh, yeah, we're done. Great. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Bye. See ya. Happy Father's Day. And hear me as I will sing. Hey. And by the way, do you hear what your words bring? Oh, P.S. I'm gay. One of my friends had stepkids, uh, so she married someone that uh, that got, you get what stepkids mean. I yeah. don't have to explain that to you. No, but that seems like a great way to get kids if you wanted them, but you don't want to ruin your vagina. Yeah.